In this week's episode, my friends, we're going to talk about ambition. Is it good or is it bad to aspire to greatness? Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. This is a podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. This is episode number 445, and if you haven't guessed already, I am your host, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. And as I said, in this week's episode, I want to talk to you about the thoughts that have been going through my mind over the last several months as it relates to ambition and dreaming big, aspiring to greatness, or to aspire to live a life of significance, or to aspire to live a life that will change the world? Oh, boy. We're going to talk about that. I have I have some thoughts on this. But before I do, I do want to open things up with a special announcement, something that might be interesting to those of you who have a podcast out there in my audience, which as I know is a majority of you listening to this podcast. Some very exciting news just came out. It seems that Google is rumored to have set an official date for the official support of podcasting in their widely distributed Google Play music application. All of the tech blogs are reporting that NPR had sent out an email to the members of its radio network announcing when their network of podcasts would be available on Google Play. I have a quote from that email. It says, Google will launch, this is NPR writing to their stations, Google will launch podcasts on Android and other platforms next Monday, April 18th, inside of Google Play Music. NPR has worked with Google to ensure that public radio is represented in the Google Play environment. Now, of course, we started talking about this, I think it was probably all the way back in October, and if you haven't already added your podcast to the Google Podcasting Directory, you've been able to do that for months now, You can learn how to get your podcast into the Google Podcast Directory by listening to episode number 423 of this podcast. If you want to find it on my website, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash Google, and it will take you right there. Step-by-step instructions at podcastanswerman.com slash Google. Now, whether or not that's actually going to happen on April 18th, we'll have to find out. This email seems to indicate that it will be available both on Android and possibly even the iOS version of the Google Play Music application. But I do know that my podcasts are listed in their directory, and I'm looking forward to seeing Google officially have an application built in and baked into Android that will support podcasting. And the fact that they have their own directory has just been something that has been a something that's been long awaited. And again, if you wanted to hear all of the details about what Google Play Music is, how podcasting is going to work in it, just head over to podcastanswerman.com slash Google. And now for this topic of ambition and the thoughts that have been on my mind as it relates to that. 
for those of you who have been following me in social media, more specifically, anyone who has been following me either via Snapchat or on my vlog that I've been publishing on a daily basis, you probably know that I am obsessed with Alexander Hamilton. Not just the musical, but certainly I am obsessed with the musical, and it's the musical and the music and the lyrics of that musical that has led me into an obsession overall with the story of Alexander Hamilton, one of the founding fathers of the United States of America, the man found on the front of the $10 bill. I've been asking myself, what is it that I find so intriguing? Why am I obsessed with Hamilton? And and it's funny because, you know, a lot of people have seen me talk about Hamilton and everybody seems to say, hey, if you like this, you definitely want to check out this musical. You want to check out this soundtrack. You should check out this. And I'm like, wait a second. You know, I, I, none of those things are appealing to me right now. You don't understand. I'm obsessed with Hamilton. I'm not looking for other things to be obsessed about or to even get into. Right now, I am obsessed with spending a lot of free time researching and diving deeper into this particular musical, these particular lyrics, and more importantly, this particular story of this particular human being, Alexander Hamilton. That's where the obsession is. It's not just this musical. I enjoy musicals and I always have, but there's something about the story. And I've been asking myself, what is it? And as I listen to the lyrics of the songs, I realize finally what it is I find that is drawing me into this story even deeper and deeper upon each listen of the soundtrack, upon any deeper study into the life of Alexander Hamilton. And it has everything to do with Alexander Hamilton's ambition his view on life and his desire to rise up, to stand out, to make an impact, to rise above his station. These are things, these are themes that were a part of Alexander Hamilton's life. And what I love about the story is that if you look at Hamilton's childhood and the circumstances in which he was brought into this world, he is the most unlikely person that you could possibly imagine of having such a profound impact in the world in the way that he did. This kid had everything working against him, but yet he had a longing inside for something to be a part of. And it's just amazing how the lyrics, the first few words of the first song on this soundtrack just sucked me right in. How did this young man grow up to be a hero and a scholar? He radically changed the world as a result of his being a part of it and having this longing for some greatness in his life. And then when you get into the second song on the soundtrack, there seems to be this dissenting opinion on this life of ambition. While we're talking, let me offer you some free advice. Talk less. What? Smile more. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. I love this. And he says, you want to get ahead, right? Well, if if you want to get ahead, you need to quiet down. Don't be so outspoken. 
hold your cards to your chest, you know, that kind of, you can't just go out and tell everyone that you want to change the world, that you want to, it's just not how it works. And I love that Aaron Burr in this story represents some of the feedback that I hear from different areas in life and maybe even from some friends. Now, there is another song in the show called My Shot, and it shines some light on Alexander's ambition. The problem is I got a lot of brains but no polish. I got a holler just to be heard with every word. I drop knowledge. I'm a diamond in the rough. A shiny piece of coal trying to reach my goal. My power of speech unimpeachable. Only 19, but my mind is older. These New York City streets get cold. I shoulder every burden, every disadvantage. I've learned to manage. I don't have a gun to brandish. I walk these streets famished. The plan is to fan this spark into a flame. And then there's also this one. Don't be shocked when your history book mentions me I will lay down my life if it sets us free Eventually you'll see my ascendancy And then there's another song called Right Hand Man that shares even more words of Alexander Hamilton's ambition As a kid in the Caribbean I wished for a war I knew that I was poor I knew it was the only way to rise up If they tell my story I am either gonna die on the battlefield in glory or rise up I will fight for this land, but there's only one man who can give us a command so we can rise up. Understand, it's the only way to rise up, rise up. All right, and of course, those of you who have listened to the soundtrack as much as I do, you're singing to yourself, here comes the general. Anyway, I have fallen in love with this musical, and after reading through the lyrics, I realize what words were grasping my attention and really pulling at certain strings of my heart and and my own ambition and my own desire to see myself throughout the story, it got me to thinking about all of these things that have been going through my own head as it relates to the ambition or the dreams of greatness or whatever it is that I have been going through my mind for a very long time now. I want to take a break from that for just a moment and tell you that before recording this episode, I decided to go look up some quotes as it relates to ambition. These are quotes that seem to say ambition is a great thing. And I tend to be on the side of believing that being ambitious, having ambition, having big dreams is a good thing. And here are a couple of quotes that go with this. By the way, if I don't say who the quote is from, then it's just unknown. It didn't have anybody attributed to the quote. But if I do know who it's attributed to, then I'll I'll certainly mention them. And this one is from Salvador Dali. It says, intelligence without ambition is a bird without wings. Another one says, if your dreams don't scare you, they are not big enough. I like this one because the dreams that I have of the future, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a few moments, but the dreams that I have about the future, they scare me to death. <laughs> I, I mean, not literally, obviously, but they they shake me at my core. I like that one. If your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. 
Another quote says, ambition is believing in yourself when no one else in the world does. This next quote is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, who has said, without ambition, one starts nothing. Without work, one finishes nothing. The prize will not be sent to you. You have to win it. Another quote says, big results require big ambitions. This next quote is from Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and I'm going to paraphrase it for family friendliness here in this content. He says, when you walk up to Opportunity's door, don't knock it. Kick that female dog in, (laughs) smile, and introduce yourself. Mark Twain said, keep away from those who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that. But the really great make you believe that you too can become great. Mark Twain also said, the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. That one means a lot to me, by the way. Mark Perret, or Perret, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name or even who the guy is, but he says, my strength comes from knowing I have the ability to do anything. My weakness comes from the desire to do it all at once. Uh, Dr. Steve Maraboli, I've never heard of him before, but I did find this quote via Google. It says, I am ambitious. I set goals, not because I'm ungrateful for what I have, but because I am happy with who I am. I enjoy the experience of rising above my perceived limitations and discovering new levels of my capabilities. I love that particular quote because it's all about what I talk about all the time. No matter what you have achieved in life, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. The next quote that I found is from Adu Mukhtar. You have to pay a very close attention to this one. He said, talented people hit targets that no one else can hit. However, ambitious people aim to hit targets that no one else can see. I love that one. And then the final quote that I'll share with you here is, surround yourself with people who have dreams, desire, and ambition. They'll help you push for and realize your own. Now, as I shared with you earlier, I have had some pretty big ambitions and big dreams and goals for the future. And the interesting thing is that these ideas of living a life of some big, huge significance in the future has been something that's been on my heart and my mind for quite some time. I mean, I've had private conversations with people who I've shared things like, you know, I've I've achieved things that I never dreamed possible. And I honestly believe that whatever I've achieved over the last 10 years of my life is just the tip of the iceberg and that if I truly understood the life that I'll live over the next 10 to 20 years, if I actually saw what that will look like right now, if I had a really clear picture of what it is that I'm going to do over the next 10 to 20 years of my life, it would scare me to death. I've had those conversations with people and As I've had those conversations over the past several years, 
I've even gotten a glimpse into the future. Now, again, I'll share with you some of that in just a moment. But these thoughts of greatness, these thoughts of living a life that is of great significance, a life that could potentially have an impact in the world, these kind of thoughts have been on my mind for a very long time. But back in February, I was listening to a podcast from a friend of mine. His name is Wayne Jacobson. He has a podcast called The God Journey. It is a very faith-based podcast, as you might imagine. And Wayne Jacobson is somebody that I respect very highly. Now, when I heard this podcast episode back in February, I will admit to you that I had been listening to the podcast kind of in the background. I was... Matter of fact, I recall where I was the day. I was in Florence, Kentucky, driving around, and I remember that I had uh, needed to stop at the Kroger in Florence, this grocery store, and I needed to go in and get some things. And as I was walking through the store, I'm listening to this podcast. So I'm doing other things. I'm looking at products on shelves and stuff like that. I'm going, you know, back to the car. So my my mind is not fully one hundred percent engaged with every single word that Wayne Jacobson was sharing in his podcast. And yet I did pick up enough that I thought that what Wayne was saying is that, you know, we as believers, sometimes we get so caught up in living a life of purpose and and significance and that it might not be that great of a thing and and maybe we should just relax and live day by day and just trust that whatever God has planned, it's going to be, it's going to work out, you know, blah, blah, blah. This this is just overall, I walked away from that episode with this idea that Wayne was saying that ambition and aspiring for a life of greatness is not necessarily a good thing. Now, Again, I only listened to that podcast episode once and hadn't really thought about it a whole lot except for the fact that subconsciously and then at times even consciously, it has come to my mind of, hmm, I wonder if I'm, I wonder if it's it's wrong of me to think about the future and, and my desires. Are my desires coming from where are these desires coming from? Are they just a desire to be famous, to be rich, to be whatever? I mean, what is it that's driving me? Where is this vision of the future coming from? And where are these ideas coming from? And and are they just prideful, arrogant, conceited, narcissistic thoughts of what I want to do in the world? Or could it be noble? But is it bad? And And I will admit that these words that I half-heartedly listened to as I was going about doing other things that day, I came away with the impression that what Wayne was saying is that, hey, you know, chill out on the ambition here, folks. And he wasn't talking to me specifically. He was just saying this, sharing his thoughts about ambition in his podcast. And these thoughts have been going through my mind. This idea, again, listening to Alexander Hamilton's biography, I'm listening to the audiobook of his biography while sometimes actually reading the Kindle version of the biography. This is like a thousand page biography of Alexander Hamilton. As I'm reading about it and hearing about his ambitions, when I listen to the musical Hamilton by Lin-Manuel Miranda, 
and hearing the lyrics, I hear all of these things and, and ambition and drive and a desire to, to live a life of greatness that history books are going to write about me one day. I mean, just those kind of thoughts that he had and that 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 drive. And, and I keep coming back to these things that I thought that I heard Wayne Jacobson sharing. And so I knew that Okay, I'm eventually going to get around to recording a podcast about ambition. Is ambition bad? Is there something at the root of what I'm feeling about the future that is bad, that that isn't right, that needs to be kind of, you know, settled down and should I just take it a life a little easier? And so what I decided to do was go back and see if I could find the episode from Wayne Jacobson and earlier today I dug into the archives and I found that it was February 26th episode of the podcast called The God Journey. It was episode 521. If anybody's interested, you can go listen to the whole episode at thegodjourney.com. And again, just look for episode 521 there. Now, I am not going to play the whole thing for you, but I am going to play a very significant portion of that episode. In fact, I want to play for you first the question that was sent in via email that Wayne Jacobson read on his podcast. He was originally just going to respond to the email uh, personally, but then decided to share his response or his thoughts in this podcast episode, which led to everything that you're about ready to hear. But anyway, this is the original message that came in. And again, I did not even pick up on this I did not hear this email from David read aloud by Wayne when I was listening to this episode. I I, I must have been zoned out, but here's what prompted this podcast episode from Wayne. As a church planter pastor, I was used to working 50 to 60 hours a week. I ruined my health in the process. I neglected my wife and family for the kingdom. It is simply grace that my family survived. Yet Paul considered himself a slave or bondservant. Today, I earn my living as a guide for English-speaking tourists. While I'm experiencing less job-related stress now, I can't shake off the feeling, or is it a bad conscience, that I'm not doing enough ministry for the Lord or in service to the church? So that's the email that Wayne had received, and there's a little bit more to it than that, but I think you get the heart of it. And what I'm about ready to play for you is six and a half minutes. Now, please understand, I don't have any current plans to turn this podcast into a faith-based podcast, but what you are about ready to hear is six and a half minutes of a podcast that is very much faith-based. And again, I hope that you can, if you're not a a Christian, if you're not into the faith angle of things and stuff like that, please understand that I am. And the person that I'm about ready to play for you, the, the, the audio from, Wayne Jacobson, is somebody that I esteem very highly. And so what I want you to hear are the words, six and a half minutes at least, of the words that Wayne shared in response to that email. And again, kind of keep in your mind that I'm halfway listening to this while driving through a parking lot, shopping through a a grocery store, and all of those other things. And then I'm just picking up little bits and pieces as I'm going through, and I believe I came away with a very different understanding of what he was saying, but I'm very clear now. But I wanna at least share with you 
what I heard, or at least what was being said, and and a little bit of what I overheard. Okay, I'm going to stop talking now, and I'm going to play the audio for you. Six and a half minutes of it. And uh, yeah, this is Wayne's thoughts on ambition as it relates to trying to, well, you'll get the idea. I know this affects a lot of people. Not everybody. There's Some of us are born, or at least pick it up early enough in life that you don't know when you did, that it, to live in this world, we've got to be significant. We need to be do something significant for God. It may be just that, and I had it for sure as a young man, the, the quest to be first in my graduating classes, the quest to have, have a, have a best selling book and drive a sense of notoriety and leave a mark in the world and be significant in the, in the world's order of things. And I, I know that that's a drive not everyone has, but I meet a lot of people who do, and I meet a lot of ministry people, particularly who do. And it may be one of the major reasons why people get into ministry. And it may also be, and this is what I'm going to suggest, is that it may also be a sign of our own insecurity. We're not enough in who God's made us to be and who God's asked us to love in the world and where he's asked us to be and do. Instead, we find some comfort in the fact that we've made a mark, and it may be no different. I've joked about this a lot in particularly works righteousness kinds of environments where you hope God grades on a curve, or if there's rewards to be given, this good and faithful servant, as Paul says it. If this good and faithful servant is a deal, then I, I want to be one of those. Just like in the shack, that recurring phrase, I'm especially fond of that one. And it's meant to really provoke in us a sense of, man, I want God to be really fond of me. And then hopefully in the course of it to realize that he's just that fond of everybody. And there's something about the human spirit, and I mean the broken human spirit, that wants to be a cut above, that wants to be especially loved, that wants to be especially marked as someone who's gone above and beyond the call of duty and all the, you know, radical talk of religion. And we're really passionate and we're radical believers. And, you know, we pray 24 seven and we, you know, all those things that I honestly believe stem from our own insecurity. That if I can find something that marks me as a cut above, qualified, sold more books, uh, have a bigger crowd in my services, uh, have a big mission impact in this, uh, the world. And sometimes it isn't always numbers of largesse. Sometimes it's I've gone to the most despicable place on the planet and served people there. And so I'm better off than those who've just, you know, flown around in their private jets and lived in America and done stuff like that. And there's lots of ways that the something in us drives for significance. The question is, is that a good drive or is that a bad drive? And in a worldly sense, uh, there's some good things that can be tapped there. People who aspire to, you know, go to a, a big school and get a big career and go into public, what we call public service, less public service now as it is just government corruption, but wanting to go into that whole thing and be known and be popular or find fame as a creative talent or director or whatever, there's something in us. And I tell you what, some of that quest for significance, and I, I look that's why I look at some of this as a mixed bag. Growing up, I think it helped me work hard in school. It helped me achieve. It helped me. It taught me a lot. It wasn't all negative. But in the Father's kingdom, I think it has been a net negative. 
I think that whole quest for significance, the because you spend, if you have that quest for significance, you spend most of your life in frustration and disappointment. Because no matter how many numbers you drive, it's not enough. Somebody's got more. I remember hearing this back in the day when the Yonggi Cho's church in Korea was, South Korea was a big, big deal. And it was the largest church in the world, half a million believers. And I heard something he did or in some interview he did that talked about he just never said he's always afraid it would go down the next day. And it, he was so driven to keep that thing going. And there's something that that touched in me going, wow, you serve that desire. It's never satisfied. You have the largest church in the world, but you could lose it tomorrow. Do something, disaffect people, they go away, or as you approach retirement or mortality, death, then you're going to, was it, is, that, is that enough? Have, have I done enough? Should, should I have done more? And I love David's question. I love what's processing because he's a church planner. He's got his degree uh, in theology. He did it for a number of years, and his experience doing it by his own language here, David, my heart goes out to you. Just, I almost killed myself. I almost killed myself doing 50, 60 hours a week, ruined my health, neglected my family. And so I go back and say, okay, now has that desire for significance served you well? And I'd say, I don't think it did. If it almost ruined your health, caused you to neglect your family, if it took you down that road, which I think the quest for significance when it becomes institutionalized, especially, there's no end for which the institution won't eat you alive. Uh, because if you can do that well, you can do more well. And the constant opportunity and the inability to say no to anything that might be the next crack in the door that makes you big, significant, moves you to the next level. I mean, I, I'm saying all this because I've lived it. I know I didn't neglect my family. I had enough core at the whole family thing that I valued it. I, I never risked my health. I, but I risked my mental health in being constantly frustrated and angry at God that my best efforts for him doing something that I thought he would deem significant was never enough to uh, the, what, how that the fruit it yield was never enough as I wanted. Well, there you go. Those are the thoughts that he had shared in that podcast. And of course, there is a whole lot more to that episode over at thegodjourney.com. But you get the idea of the gist of what I was hearing in the background as I was doing other things. And I came away with a, a very conflicting thought about these ambitions that I have, thinking, you know, hey, it, it's not like I need Wayne Jacobson's approval for me to have ambition and desire for greatness or significance in this world or to have big dreams and stuff like that. It's not like I'm looking for his stamp of approval or anything like that. But what I'm saying is that this is somebody who I esteem highly as far as what their thoughts are as it relates to their worldview, about their approach to life. And, and there are just so many areas of success that Wayne has achieved that I look up to and say, you know, I, I wonder not just what has he done and how can I do it, but how does he think? What drives him to make the decisions that he makes? And and if these are his thoughts on ambition and stuff like that, I wonder if I can allow those thoughts that he shared to soak in to my heart and allow them to be a filter how I process 
my thinking about what it is I feel called to do with my own life and these dreams and these desires or or whatever it is. And I'm so glad that I've taken the time to go back and dig out this episode because now I've come away with a whole different understanding of what Wayne was actually saying. It goes all the way back to David's email. He's like, listen, hey, I just want to let you know that as a church planter, I was working 50 to 60 hours a week. I ruined my health in the process, which by the way, can I just tell you that my own drive and determination and ambition in the past caused me to ruin my health through the process, you know, in my early days of my own journey of leaving my career in insurance and pursuing podcasting full-time and building this business when I had no experience in business and, and you know, working around the clock, I was working way more than 50 to 60 hours a week. I ended up in the hospital for two weeks, almost died while in the hospital after my first year of running my own business. I would say that, yeah, even I neglected my wife and my family during that year. Now, they were all on board with what I was doing, and it's not like I didn't have her on my side, and she was actually the one who uh, suggested that I go for it. And the unique thing is that I wasn't, quote-unquote, doing this for the kingdom. I wasn't doing this for God. I was doing this because it was what I felt driven and called to do, not so that I could earn God's favor, but because I just felt like this was the right thing for me to do, and my wife felt that way as well. Now, but this this is a church planner and a pastor who says, I was working 50 to 60 hours a week. He ruined his health in the process. He neglected his wife and family. Don't know whether or not they were on board with what he was doing, but he was doing this, quote unquote, for God, or he actually said, the kingdom. He says, today I make a living doing something else that's a lot more laid back. He says, while experiencing less job stress now, his problem was that he couldn't shake off the feeling, or was it his bad conscience, that he's not doing enough ministry for God, or is he not doing enough service to the church? And that was the heart of this. And it wasn't, you know, I feel ambition and drive. The question is, is I I can't shake this feeling that I'm not doing enough for God or to please God. And man, if I would have heard that, it would have probably caused me not to have so much concern about my own ambitions. Because now that I've heard Wayne's response to that, I I hear a whole lot differently. I hear things clearly. Of course, this is the first time, like I said, this is the first time since February that I've heard these this content again and this is the first time I've actually not been doing anything else and listening intently and even transcribing word for word some of the comments. And he says, Wayne said, some of us are born or at least pick up early enough in life that you don't know when you did with the idea that to live in this world, we've got to be significant, that we need to do something significant for God. And I think that as I'm thinking about these words that Wayne is sharing here, I don't feel like I have to do something significant. I don't feel like I'm required to be significant. I just feel like I'm in. I'm going in a direction that, will lead me to do some things of great significance. And I mean, like, bigger than I'm comfortable dreaming myself. 
and don't even know why I allow myself to even consider the the allowing myself to con- continue dreaming them because they are so scary to me personally. But yet I keep dreaming them. But I don't feel like I have to do them. I just feel like I'm going to. So, and of course, I don't feel like I'm going to do it for God. I believe that I, I, there's a part of me that feels that God is the one who's calling me to have this drive and this ambition. And, you know, time will only tell whether or not that's the case. But, you know, I do feel like these plans are not my own. And I think they, they come from a higher calling. I don't know what those plans are. I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. But I don't feel like I'm. I have to do it to earn God's approval. You know, there are some good things he said that can be tapped there. Now that's what I didn't hear the first time. And he talked about the fact that you know, in in some senses, this can lead to some good things. He says, you know, this is sort of a mixed bag. He, he believes that growing up, having the drive and the ambition to do some of the things that he was driven to do led him to accomplish some great things such as graduating first in his class and he had a he had aspired to have a best selling book and for those of you guys that don't know this Wayne Jacobson is one of three people behind the book called The Shack if you guys might remember that from a few years ago it's this book that sold millions of copies and it was a very awesome book that had a lot that spoke a lot to me and it wasn't even through that that I found him but it was through other books that he wrote that I found him but I would have never found him had he not had a best-selling book and had he never had a best-selling book he wouldn't have the influence that he has in my life and through his book that he wrote that was a bestseller he's had influence in the lives of millions of people and that came as a result of this drive or ambition to want to have a best-selling book. There was a time as a, as a Christian myself, I used to suffer from what's known as performance-based Christianity. But I would like to say that I broke free from that mindset back in September 2011. And truth be told, it wasn't something that happened overnight. It's been a journey since that time to get to where I am today. But today, I can tell you that in my heart, in my mind, in my soul, I am 100% confident that I don't have to do anything, significant or otherwise, in this world to earn God's love and or affection. I don't have to do anything. I, I, I'm convinced of that to no end. So one thing that sets me free from what, you know, what I believe a lot of what Wayne was warning against is that I don't think that I'm doing this to please God, to gain his favor and stuff like that. Now, I will say, you know, I, I do still caution my own heart and my own mind to say, hey, am I doing this to gain the favor of other people? Am I doing this to impress others? Am I doing this to receive accolades and praise of other people? Am I seeking the approval of others? And I am a recovering people pleaser. And so that is something that I think it's good for me to have these questions, to to hold some of my ambition in check and to say, hey, where's this coming from? Why do I want to do this? Why am I wanting to 
or, or why am I wanting to? Why do I feel led to to dream these bigger dreams? Because I don't know necessarily that I want to. Sometimes I've put, I let's just put it this way. I've put out some of my dreams and my goals and my visions of the future. And after doing so, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I kind of wish I wouldn't have put those cards on the table because part of me now that I've put that out there, it's kind of scary. And I'd rather just, you know, go back up to my bedroom and and cover up in my blanket and and just hide from the world because those are scary things that I'm thinking about doing. Who am I? I it For me to be able to accomplish those things, I believe that I'm going to be required to grow as a human being. And I'm going to have to grow in many ways, and it's going to require a lot of hard work. <laughs> I don't think that I'm just going to have this ambition, these gr- dreams and, and goals of the future, and poof, there it is. No, it, it's going to require that I uh, get busy studying and learning and and growing mentally uh, in, in wisdom and knowledge and in so many different other areas of life and and it's going to require a lot of me to to be able to achieve some of the things, the the vision of what I believe my future might hold. The interesting thing is, in spite of all this stuff, I am definitely driven and have this sense of an ambition to live a life of greatness. Back in September of last year, I recorded a podcast episode from another podcast that used to be called Pursuing a Balanced Life. And that was episode number 624. And the title of that episode was, What Do I Want My Life to Look Like in 10 to 20 Years? This is a question that had been just gnawing at me for months and months and months. And finally, I wrote down four questions on my whiteboard. The first question was, How much money do I want to be earning in 10 to 20 years from now. If I'm gonna dream big and if if I could make whatever dream I dream a reality, if, if that's possible, how much money do I want to be earning 10 to 20 years from now? And then the second question is, what do I want my life to look like? Or what will I be doing each day or weekly? or monthly? What kind of activities will be a part of my life in 10 to 20 years from now? Question number three, what do I want to be known for? And question number four, and this is going to that question, this ambition and the other things, what is it that drives me to do what I do? From the show notes of that podcast episode, here's what I wrote. I wrote, last week I wrote the answers to these questions on a giant whiteboard. These answers are made up of thoughts and feelings that have been stirring around in my heart for the past few years. It felt really good to actually commit to writing these things down. However, after I sat behind the microphone and shared these answers in a podcast episode, I must admit that I questioned the thought of daring to dream such big dreams. I've heard it reported that Oprah Winfrey has said, I was once afraid of people saying, who does she think she is? Now I have the courage to stand and say, this is who I am. One thing is for certain, I do feel called to dream bigger dreams. And these are the dreams that keep reoccurring in my heart and mind. 
Also, I'm confident that I feel called to share what I recorded in this episode with the world. Now, again, if if you want to actually hear that episode, uh, I'll have a link to it in the show notes of this podcast episode. You can go to podcastanswerman.com slash 445 and click on the link, which will take you to that episode where you can hear those dreams of what I think my life might look like 10 to 20 years from now, or at least the very first uh, seedlings of me sussing it out out loud. You know, a lot of thoughts have happened since September of 2015. You know, I had a lot of time to have some pretty deep conversations with friends, new friends that I had made in New Zealand. I I had conversations with my friend Paul Spain, uh, Matthew Cutler-Welch, and his wife Natalie in their living room. I had some conversations about some of these things uh, with Pauline Stockhausen. Uh, I, I had some great conversations individually. Oh, Will Fleming as well. Those are all like four different, very significant conversations where I started to talk about these things when people said, so Cliff, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Tell me who you are. Tell me what you do. And, you know, it, 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 that question is, what do I want to be known for? And, and so, obviously, I told them the story of, of, you know, where I've come from as far as insurance agent into the world of podcasting, how I've helped personally. I've helped thousands of people launch successful podcasts and through, you know, the, the podcast that I do and other content that I create and tutorials, I've helped tens of thousands of people who have launched a podcast and that I don't believe that in 10 to 20 years from now that that's what I'll be known for. Or maybe it is. I don't know. But I sense that what I'll be known for in 10 to 20 years from now will far exceed the the importance of what I've done in the world of podcasting. And that's weird for me to think. And I shared with them. I said, I, I don't know exactly what that is. I, I remember sharing a story quite some time ago, about 16 months ago. I sh- I'm actually, it's 16 months from today, actually, um, I shared with an audience that said, hey, guys, uh, you know, I'm currently obese, heavy, and and all this other stuff, and I'm, I've am i made a goal and a desire that I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm going to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. I've been doing this for a couple months now. I'm seeing some progress. I plan on continuing, and by golly, it, I'm not giving this up. This is, I am, I am, this is a lifelong thing for me, and I believe that there'll be some people who tell me that my greatest influence in their life will be related to health and fitness and not that I helped them launch a podcast. And I said, wouldn't it be funny if people saw me as the fitness answer man? And I was just joking around about that and I got some pretty uh, harsh feedback and criticism from one member of my community at the time. And he says, dude, you're, you're... you ain't got no game in the fitness thing and you might as well just hang it up. You have nothing to, whatever, you, all of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But I, I'm, I'm still moving forward and I believe that I will inspire not just hundreds. I believe that I will inspire thousands and I believe just as many people will be inspired by my health and fitness journey as have been inspired by my podcasting journey. I am confident of that, and that is something that has already become a reality. That has already become true. It's already happened. 
And I believe that my podcasting could potentially in 10 to 20 years from now, I uh, podcast answer man may still be a very significant part of my identity, but also fitness and health will be a part of it. Uh, I believe that podcasting and taking your message to the next level through podcasting, through social media, I don't know. But I believe that there's the possibility that it's something even bigger. And I don't even know what it is. The only thing that I've uh, that I that I feel like you know I, I'm gonna probably say it so many times, and I'm gonna share it with so many people that eventually I'm just gonna put the intention out there, and a it, it's it, I'm going to get to the place where I'm convinced that it's going to happen, and eventually once I come to the place where I'm convinced that it's going to happen, I'm then going to look for the steps necessary to make it happen. That's how things come about and I've learned that in life and I've shared with a handful of people and I don't know I I believe I may have shared it in that September episode of pursuing a balanced life what do I want my life to look like in 10 to 20 years I can't remember I didn't go back and listen to that episode before recording this today but what I can tell you is that I've shared with some folks that one thing that I believe is that in the future I will stand on a stage in front of a stadium of 40 to 50,000 people and that those people will be there to hear a message from me and I don't know why I think that. And I also have had conversations and in those conversations when I allow those conversations have allowed me to get really crazy and allowing that dream to expand a little bit more. And, and as I'm verbalizing some of it, I it's like things start to slip out. Like I feel like there's some kind of message that is a part of my journey so far that I believe other people see in me that I don't necessarily I don't think I've internalized what that is specifically, but I think other people see some things within me that I don't yet see within myself. And I believe there is a message somewhere inside of me that once I discover what it is, I believe that I have the potential to change the world, to to literally to change the world uh, in, in a significant way. And... That's a little scary. Um, it's scary to share that with you, but it, at the same time, it, it. And by the way, there there are people out there that say this, Cliff. Whoa, I, I think that's great that you say it in private. But here, listen to this advice. While we're talking, let me offer you some free advice. Talk less. What? Smile more. Huh. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. <laughs> You know, it's like, dude, you know, that's okay that you share it here. It's okay that you share it in the mastermind group. It's okay that you share it with a couple close confidant friends and stuff like that. But I wouldn't go around, you know, sharing that publicly. And what do I, what am I doing here? It's like, first, I tell them, well, first of all, I'm pretty sure I've already shared it publicly. I'm almost positive I, I, I probably let the cat out of the bag in episode 624. And you know what? I almost feel compelled that my journey to get from where I am today to get to that place where I'll be in a stadium 
And notice that I, that I even use the word, uh, the words, when I will get to the place where I'm in a stadium in front of 40 to 50,000 people, I feel like sharing with them the journey of what it takes to get there or what it took to get there, it's all going to be documented. And and I think that that's a part of the message. And I, and I don't know what the message is, but I just feel called to move in that direction. And here's the crazy thing. I don't feel like I have to do it to be significant. Um, I, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if I die tonight or this morning, <laughs> if I, if, if I record this episode here tonight, uh, and, and I edit it and I schedule it for five o'clock in the morning and it gets released at five o'clock in the morning and I, I go to bed after I schedule it, if I don't wake up tomorrow, I feel like I've already made an impact in the world. And, and I'm okay with that. And, and, and I don't even feel like I needed to have had the impact that I've had. But I'm, I, I just want to say that I'm very satisfied with the journey that I've had so far. I mean, the idea that already I was able to leave a career that was quote-unquote secure and to go out and pursue a dream of something that I felt called to do that I overcame odds, and yeah, I did get a little crazy, and I and I did kind of neglect my health for a while, and and it's a part. There are some things that I'm not all that you know thrilled about being a part of my journey, but the reality is, is I did some things, and I stood for something, and I aspired to greatness in the area and the world of podcasting, and as a result of that, I've created over 3,000, I think I'm at over 3,600 podcast episodes now. And that's a that's a lot of lives that have been influenced and impact from the content I've personally put into the world. And not only that, but when I think about the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who are now producing podcast episodes every single week, and some of them daily, the lives that are being changed as a result of my being a part of their journey of taking their message out to the world, man, that that's big in and of itself. And and wow, I you know I, I don't feel like what Wayne Jacobson was saying about that Paul Yonggi Cho about you know I'm just afraid that it's all going to go away. I mean, I, I have my own anxieties and my fears, and and most of it relates to to money and and financial security and all that other stuff and those are areas that I'm going to grow in as well I'm sure but uh I, I just got to say this you know I I feel that I'm on a path and, un, and and on a journey to something that is beyond my imagination right now and I have glimpses and vision glimpses into a vision of the future and they're just that, they're glimpses. And I'm kind of glad in a way because I don't, I, I'm not yet ready to see the full picture of what's ahead. And not only that, I don't even need the full picture of what's ahead. All I need is to each day take one step closer to becoming all that I was created to be. And I'm gonna continue to do that each and every day of my life for as long as I live on this earth. And I'm going to aspire to live a life well-lived that inspires and encourages others to become all that they were created to be. That's what I know to do. And I believe for some reason that part of that is, you know, that, that, that there is a trajectory of my future that involves 
a significant increase in the amount of income that I'll generate and the opportunities that will come as a result of having that income and that my reach will expand way beyond what I have right now when it comes to the influence that I have with the content that I'll create. And and I know that there's a lot that needs to happen, I believe, for me to have that amount of responsibility and and even the the right to have such a responsibility. So I'm walking towards it and and I have lots of ambition. And and that's why when I'm reading this biography of Alexander Hamilton or I listen to the lyrics to the musical of Lin-Manuel Miranda's Hamilton musical, I, I'm just inspired and drawn in to so many parallels. And, and, and I, I'm not going to create a new form of government or anything like that, but I'm going, I believe that I'll, I'll have my own impact. For whatever reason, this was the episode that I felt led to put out before 5 a.m. Friday morning, April 15th. And just to let you guys know, it is currently 3.06 in the morning. I have just finished editing this podcast episode. It was originally an hour and 20 minutes. I am now re-recording the very final minute or two of this podcast and the reason why I'm up at three o'clock in the morning on a Friday is because it was spring break with my family this week and I made a commitment that by 5 a.m. every Friday morning you'll have a new podcast episode and well, I've got less than two hours to hit the schedule button or publish button one way or another for this episode and that's why I stayed up all night to, to get this one out to you. Hey, if you don't mind, real quickly, let me just say that my next session of Podcasting A to Z is coming up on Monday, May 23rd. It will be my 25th time doing this four-week session of the course. If you have been thinking about launching a podcast, but you haven't yet hit the publish button, please consider joining me starting Monday, May 23rd, and allow me to be your personal coach walking you through every single step in the process of getting your show online, taking your message to the next level. I had previously planned to place an audio testimonial from one of my students who just graduated right here, but I think I've already gone long enough. I will put that testimonial in next week's episode. So until next time, I encourage you to head over to podcastinga2z.com, get registered today, and until next Friday, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast! Add some man!